The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. There are certain psalms that are known as the imprecatory psalms. Now, that's a word that we don't hear very often, so what does it mean? Well, the imprecatory psalms are psalms where David is talking to God about his enemies. David had his share of enemies. He had Saul. He had the Philistines. He had his own son, Absalom. And then he had his own flesh to deal with, which I'll remind you is really the worst enemy any of us deal with. We all have our enemies. Uh, frequently, I hear people talk about our enemies being the world, the flesh, and the devil. That's true of every Christian. In some parts of the world, believers are persecuted. We know very little about that in our nation. And yet there are certain parts of the world today where God's people are dealing with enemies who are after them. And David understood that. And Psalm 64 is one of the Psalms where David talks to God about his enemies. Now listen to Psalm 64 beginning in verse 1. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. David's afraid. Uh, you think about David being the warrior king of Israel. But I'll remind you that everyone has their fears. When people say they're not afraid of anything, they're lying. Because everybody at some point is afraid of something. The important thing is what will you do with those fears? Remember that the Psalms remind us to bring every event, experience, and emotion in life into the presence of God. So here's an emotion. Here is no doubt some experience David is going through, and he ushers that fear into the presence of a holy God. Let me tell you what happens. When you bring your fear into the presence of a big God, suddenly it looks very different. As a matter of fact, if you skip down in Psalm 64 to verse 9, he has a totally different perspective. He says, And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of His doing. Do you hear the different use of the word fear? In verse 1, he's afraid of the enemy. But by the time he gets to verse 9, praise the Lord for this, he said everybody is going to fear the Lord. My pastor used to say that the fear of God cast out all lesser fears. So if you bring your fear to the Lord and you have the right fear of God, that means you stand in awe of Him, you have an attitude of worship toward Him, then suddenly the, the largeness of your God makes your fears smaller and smaller. In fact, everything is small when it's compared to our great God. Psalm 64 divides itself into two parts. Beginning in verse 1 down through verse 6, he talks about the enemy. Uh, in verse 2, he says, Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. So here we have something about their attitude. The enemy's attitude is always to stir it up, uh, to create division and strife and problems. The insurrection, he says here in verse 2. In verse 3, he talks about their words. He says, Who whet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words. Uh, maybe you're dealing with someone now who's shooting bitter words at you. Now, those arrows are barbs, aren't they? They're painful. They wound. Uh, they do hurt. 
Let me tell you, God can deal with all of that. In verse number 4, he says that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. Do you hear the use of the word fear again? He says, here, I'm afraid of them, but it seems they have no fear of God. They're not afraid to to strike out at the righteous. They're not afraid to speak against others. Verse 5, they encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privately. They say, who shall see them? Now, do you see this general attitude among wicked people? They think they're getting by with it. They think nobody sees and nobody cares. Could I remind you there is one who sees everything, who understands exactly what's going on, and that is our God. Verse number 6, they search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. Do you hear how David talks about their words and their heart and he connects the two? Uh, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You see, a person's mouth tells on their heart. So the real problem with the wicked is not what they do and not what they say. The real problem with the wicked is what they are. Their heart is not right. It's wicked. It's vile. The fountain inside is spewing out evil things. That's why it comes out of their mouth. Don't be surprised. Don't don't be shocked when wicked men do wicked things. Don't be blown away when people that do not know God act like lost people. In fact, don't be terribly surprised when a Christian every now and then acts in a sinful way. Why is that? Because though they may know the Lord Jesus as their Savior, they still battle a sin nature just like you do, just like I do. So the enemy has a heart problem. That's why he has a mouth problem. That's why he has relationship problems. It always begins in the heart. Now Psalm 64 stopped with verse number 6. Frankly, it would be a little depressing because everything up to this point is all about the enemy. But when you come to verse 7, we read these words, But God. Do you hear that? God steps into it. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. There's a play on words here. Don't miss it. And they're Holy Spirit-inspired words. A moment ago, the enemy was shooting its arrows at us, but now God is shooting at them with His arrow. A moment ago, they were doing their work suddenly against the righteous, but in verse 7, God comes suddenly and wounds them. In verse 8, He says, So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. In other words, the boomerang of sin always comes back. This is the law of sowing and reaping. Wicked men may do awful things, they may say awful things, but be very sure of this, God is going to judge them in the end. Let God take care of the enemies. Martin Luther said, always remember that even the devil is God's devil. What does that mean? It means that the Lord is the one who keeps the enemies in check and the Lord is the one who will take care of the enemies in the end. The Lord Jesus said to his own disciples one day, don't marvel Don't marvel if this world hates you. They hated me before they hated you. Why does the devil hate believers and hate the church? It's because he hates our God. It's not that we're that important. It is that we are that important to the God who loves us. That's why he strikes at us. Uh, Why does the world hate a righteous man, a fellow trying to do the right thing and speak the truth? Because he represents the God of truth and righteousness that they do not know. And so verse 9, this is where it's all coming to. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of His doing. In other words, it's another way of saying someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
And here's how the psalm ends. Psalm 64, verse 10, The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, and shall trust in Him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. What a different a tone this psalm ends with than how it began. He doesn't end with fear. He ends with gladness. He doesn't end with fear. He ends with trust. He doesn't end with fear. He ends with glory. And I want to say to you today, no matter who your enemy is, no matter what battle you're engaged in at this moment, and no matter how weak, weary, and wounded you may feel, friend, that's not the end. In the end, you're going to have gladness. In the end, you're going to see glory. In the end, you're going to realize that God was right with you all along and that truly you can trust Him. So, whoever your enemy today and whatever your battle, I'm going to ask you to do exactly what David did and that is bring them into the presence of a holy God. Give them to God. Commit them to God. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Fear Him alone and trust Him because God always takes care of the enemies in the end. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.